Welcome to Coaching for Creatives with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 25, Other People's Opinions of You. Everywhere I live, I start a book club. I moved eight times within the first 12 years of my marriage, and I started a book club in every place. I can get pretty passionate about books, not surprisingly. (laughs) I vividly remember a particular book club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, when I was in my early 30s, where one of my best friends surprised me with an impatient huff. You were so intense. This was not the first time I'd been called intense, nor would it be the last time I was called intense. And I'm sure there will be many more moments like these in my future. But it was the first time I'd been called intense where I didn't shrink inside a little. Previously, this comment would get me wondering things like, am I too intense? Does my intensity make me unlikable? Should I tone myself down? But this time, for some reason, I accepted the comment for what it was an observation of a truth about me. My friend said, you are so intense. And I responded with confidence. I really am, aren't I? (laughs) Being called intense had always been a little traumatic in the past, but this time I owned it. Instead of wondering if I should tone myself down, I embraced my intensity with thoughts like, yes, I certainly am intense. This is my authentic self. If I am too intense for this person, then maybe she's not my person. I'm not certain why my thoughts around this comment shifted so dramatically. Perhaps it was because I had four or five little people pulling me in a million different directions all day and night. Perhaps it was because I didn't have the energy to pretend to be less intense. Perhaps it was just because things finally clicked. But the comment of intensity didn't change. The word didn't change. The only thing that changed was my thoughts about the comment on my intensity. We spend so much of our lives worrying about what other people think. It's part of being human. It's part of having relationships. It's an important part of being human and having relationships. But at the same time, we need to know that no matter what we do, no matter how unintense we make ourselves, (laughs) we have no control over other people's opinions of us. We can be the most wonderful person in the world, and still there will be people who don't like us. Brooke Castillo uses an analogy with peaches that I really love. What if you were a peach? Some people like peaches and some people don't. You could be the juiciest peach in the world, but if someone doesn't like peaches, they won't like you. Peaches aren't for everyone, just like you. You aren't for everyone. And the sooner we accept this truth, the freer we are to be our authentic selves. Here's some things that happen when we worry about what other people think. Number one, we hold ourselves back. Our perceptions of what other people think can keep us from moving forward in our lives. We might wonder, what will my mother think? What will my spouse think? What will my friends think? All that wondering can keep us from action. Number two, we filter ourselves. We hide our real thoughts. And when we hide how we are feeling or thinking, this precludes us from having meaningful relationships. Number three, we lose self-confidence. Worrying more about what others feel about us than how we feel about us and what we're doing creates a lack of confidence. Number four, we give other people control over our thoughts and feelings. 
Worrying about what others think of us disempowers us. We start thinking and doing what we think other people want us to think and do. And number five, we let other people's opinions define us. It's not others' opinions about us that hurt us. It's our own thoughts about their opinions that hurt us. It's what we make their opinions mean that hurts us. So how do we escape this very normal human desire to worry about other people's opinions of us? Here are some thoughts that help me. Number one, recognize you have no control over how people interpret you. People will judge you because of your eye color, your weight, what you wear, the car you drive, the things you say, the things you do, your career, your family, your children, your house. And if you are talking to a group of people, let's say you're telling a story to eight people, each of those people will have a different opinion of you. Some people might love you because you remind them of their best friend. Some people might be annoyed by you because you talk like their fourth grade teacher who they hated. If people's opinions about you were about you, all eight people would have the exact same opinion of you. And they don't. They just don't. Which leads me to number two. Other people's opinions about you have nothing to do with you. It's about them. Every opinion they have is made up of factors that have nothing to do with you their background, their past experiences. For example, I usually wear literary dresses to writing conferences. I love my literary apparel. It's one of my hacks for getting myself out of my introversion. People will usually comment and then we can have a little mini conversation and connect in some way. There are some people who absolutely love my literary clothes. And I'm sure there are some people who are annoyed by my literary clothes, and perhaps they even think I'm making a spectacle of myself. I actually have a yellow dress with spectacles all over it, and I sometimes joke that I am making a spectacle of myself in a bright yellow dress. But I'm the same person in the same clothing, whether the opinion of my clothing is positive or negative or in between. Number three, allow people to be wrong about you. I love the thought. It's okay for people to be wrong about me. It's really helped me in my life. Number four, give people permission to not like you. If someone doesn't like you, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. Sometimes people don't like me. Sometimes I don't like me. (laughs) And that's okay. Remember, peaches aren't for everyone. Even the juiciest peach isn't for everyone. You aren't for everyone. And that's okay. Number five, Give people permission to judge you. It's natural for human beings to judge. We are constantly being judged, so it's helpful to just acknowledge it. Acknowledging it makes it less heavy. Yes, we're being judged no matter what we are doing. So focus on being the person you want to be, not the person you think other people want you to be. Which leads me to number six. Ask yourself, do I approve of myself? This is the real work. Stop looking for the approval of your family or friends or acquaintances and figure out how to approve of yourself. That's really the only approval you need. Number seven, give yourself permission to feel worthy no matter what anyone else says or does. Because you are worthy. Whether you are sitting on the couch doing nothing or checking off the boxes on your to-do list like a boss, you are completely worthy. You cannot please everyone but you can choose to acknowledge your own worthiness in the face of criticism or any opinion from outside sources. Criticism itself is not painful. I mean, it can be so devastating, right? But criticism itself is not painful. It's when we make it mean something about ourselves. That's what makes it painful. So as you're thinking about other people's opinions of you, 
Remember, if someone says something bad about you and you don't know about it, you aren't hurt. You don't feel anything, right? It's learning about those opinions and then making it mean something that hurts you. Allow people to have their opinions, but don't let those opinions define you. You are in charge of your story. There is power in the story you tell yourself. Move forward with confidence because, in my opinion, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, check out my Get Yourself Unstuck program. Go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and schedule a free consultation today. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.